From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about the importance of praying with your spouse so that when you pray together, you can say, not today, devil. And as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage Show, I want you to think about this quote that says, forget you had me at hello, which is that uh, famous Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yeah. yeah. Forget you had me at hello. You had me at let's pray together. Hmm. And really just, you know, as we talk today, we're going to be digging into this aspect that, you know, the spiritual intimacy and what that looks like and yeah. how, you know, it goes so much more beyond just kind of the warm butterflies, but that vulnerability and connection. But first we start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug comes from a Facebook post that was on the one family Facebook page. It's from a wife. And she says, this is my first full week back to school teaching kindergarten. I've dedicated 30 years to education. Wow. The beginning of the school year is extremely exhausting. It's true what they say about teaching kindergarten. It's much like herding cats. <laughs> this summer was one of renewal for my dear hubby and me. It really was the best summer of reconnection and dedication to one another. I know you're thinking about that whole herding cats. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one. She goes on to say, we've taken so many things from the podcast that have resonated with us and have incorporated them into our life and mindset. One in particular was the podcast that talked about balance and specifically alignment. Mm. After voicing my fear this week that I would fall into old habits of working so hard and being super focused on work. By the way, this is something a lot of teachers, um, this is just having coached a lot of teachers, this is an area that they often struggle with. Mm. She said, my dear hubby just said alignment. He went out of his way this week to make me feel loved and appreciated and to lessen the load. He walked and fed the dog before I got home, encouraged me to get a mani-pedi after school one day and ordered dinner in one uh, day midweek. It's wonderful to live the best married life, especially after 33 years. Oh, that's awesome. 33 years, doing new things, taking care of one another, bringing their marriage into alignment. Like so incredible. Awesome. I love it. And she's doing all that while hurting, you know, all the little kindergartners around. <laughs> I'm happy to be past the kindergarten stage. Absolutely. Just got to say that. Um, you know, as Tony said at the top of the show, today we're talking about, you know, this concept of praying together with your spouse, really taking that stand for your marriage in this area of spiritual intimacy and saying, you know what? Not today, devil. Mm -hmm. You don't get a foothold in our marriage. You don't get to have the last word. We're going to pray together. We're going to like stand in unity and believe mm -hmm. in faith for our marriage. And, you know, as we're going to dig into it in the show, we're going to talk about, you know, like, what does that mean for a couple to pray together? Right. It, it uh, cause a lot of people really struggle. And I've seen this in coaching conversations, you know, very specifically that, you know, a lot of people are taught that prayer is something that you do quietly to yourself, in your head, by yourself, you know, all these types of things. And so what does that look like to actually speak out loud uh -huh. what you're praying for in front of your spouse? And, and this actually came up, I had a coaching call probably about two weeks ago now couple um, in this particular session, they really wanted to focus on their spiritual intimacy. And so okay. we started talking through different things, you know, like how, you know, what it looks like for them to be able to attend church together, even during busy work seasons and have worship music playing in the house. And, and then all of the, hus the husband then pauses and he's like, well, 
you know, what about, what about praying together? You know? Mm. And he, he puts it out there and she's like, Oh, so like before dinner, like out loud, like what, what are you thinking? And he's like out loud. And you could see there was just a tiny little pause as she was just kind of processing. What does that look like? And it was such this beautiful moment of clarity first of all, because she had the courage to ask the question, not just to assume she knew exactly what he meant. And also for them to be in this place of vulnerability, mm-hmm. of starting to really explore, like, what does that mean for us to pray out loud? Like, how's that going to work? What's it going to look like in our marriage? Yeah. And you know what? For Elise and I, I just want to sort of share where we've been when it comes to praying together mm-hmm. and what that looks like. I mean, Elise and I came to Christ. We were followers of Jesus. Um, that was back in 2000. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, honestly, as a married couple, the first church we ever walked into together, like we wanted to go um, was Saddleback Church here in Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing church. An absolutely amazing, amazing church. Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren, uh, back then was just such a, a dynamic individual and still is to this day. Um, but I, I just remember from our early years of what does it look like as, as new Christians, mm-hmm. what does it look like to pray together? Mm-hmm. And most of the time what I heard, and again, this is many years ago now, this is 21 years ago we're talking, what I heard more than not from the pulpit was, you know, wake up early in the morning, get on your knees, pray together, read your Bible. Everything was real early in the morning. And in this stage of life, Elise and I would be getting up early in the morning. Prior to this, we were up very early in the morning. We'd be up at like 4 a.m. to get to work to beat Orange County traffic and L.A. traffic back in the day. Um, and so for me, I, I didn't know what this really would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I struggled. I I honestly struggled for years around my spiritual intimacy from there, from Saddleback Church to smaller churches, to a larger church, to another larger church, to where we are now, where we've been at Awakened Church for now six years. Mm -hmm. The, the growth and what it looks like in my own learning, going into the Bible, reading books, talking to buddies. Elisa and I engaging one another in these conversations ourselves, what does it look like to pray together? Absolutely. Because it's, it's incredibly vulnerable when you pray with your spouse. And, and as you were just kind of like walking everyone through our history, the, the, the one image that came to mind, and this is such an embarrassing image for me, you guys, but we were in the middle of the 60 day sex challenge. And Tony <laughs> says, like, oh, literally was, we're oh, laying man, in I bed. I can, this. I can, like in the blink of an eye, put ourselves back there. I can see exactly what he was doing time of day, all of this kind of stuff. And he leans over in the middle of this and he's like, I think we should pray together. And I actually just, I, I don't know. It was like that, that, you know, girl sleepover no, giggle. No, no, no. What was, no, no, no. But prior to that though, that I remember that. That was I, awful. Like I totally shot you down with my laughter. What are I, you I remembering mean, though? No, but I do remember at one point during the 60 day sex challenge that you had been, you had told me that you were praying for us. I was praying to get my desire back after you got the viral migraine and I yes. got my period and the kids got sick and I did not want to have sex. And I remember you saying that to me as we were, I think as we were like starting for a play or somewhere in, yeah. that, in that area. And I thought that was sort of odd. Oh yeah. Now I wouldn't think that. I, I, I would think like, yeah, by all means, like let's 
let's pray. Like, let's, let's make sure that we are covering ourselves and our marriage and this challenge and, and all that. But in that moment, um, 13 years ago, I was like, what, what are you, what are you like, talking that's about? Just weird. Yeah. Stop being so weird. <laughs> you know, it's so funny to have these flashbacks as we, you know, we share these stories with you guys and just go, Oh my gosh, like for real laughter, random comments, because it was never like that aspect of spiritual intimacy was and, and praying together really wasn't anything that got woven into our marriage from an early time. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it's been a skill that we have had to work on and we are still very much a work in progress. And absolutely. You know, recently we did a, a, a poll there on Instagram stories and we asked the question, do you pray with your spouse? And, you know, I put it there on the notes um, or like a comment at the bottom of that page that just said, hey, you know, it could be out loud or silently before meals or bedtime or anytime. Like, do you are you in the same space praying with your spouse ever? Are you in, right? Are you engaging one another in your spiritual intimacy. And 59% of you said we do. Which is awesome. Which is incredible. It's fantastic. And, and what was really interesting was that the next question was, you know, just a- we asked, well, what does this do for you in your marriage? Yeah. Why is it powerful? What, 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 what about praying together in, in this moment in time or whenever you're praying together? What is it about that? Right. What does it do for you? Because if we look at the other intimacies, right? Emotional intimacy, verbal, nonverbal communication. How are we connecting? How are we how are we impacted? Physical intimacy, financial, recreational, sexual. How are we so what does it look like when we're engaged with one another in our spiritual intimacy? Absolutely. And here's what some of the, the responses were. And I we wanted to share these responses with you guys because we know you I mean Close to 60% of you are doing this. I, we didn't ask the question how consistently, right? right? We, so it could have been like an ever, like once in your marriage. It could be we do this every day and probably a whole lot in between. And I, yeah, as I was going to say, there's, there's probably going to be th- those of you who do it irregularly. There's those of you who do it regularly. And then there's everyone else that's in the middle and somewhere, somewhere. in between. These responses really, um, they got us to thinking about it. And I think they'll do the same for you. We heard things like, well, it's a way to connect our hearts and recenter our marriage. Uh-huh. And, and you think about all the, the chaos and craziness that's happening right now. It's probably not a bad thing to recenter your marriage once in a while. Um, it's a way to stabilize the day. Hmm. It's a completely different level of intimacy, powerful and humbling. And we'll come back to that humbling one. Cause that's something that I've often, uh, often thought, um, in regard to praying together. It's a way for us to express our gratitude hmm. It enables us to release those things that are out of our control. It's a different way to be vulnerable as my spouse listens to me pray. And then I, there were a number of responses that said it either sets the tone for the day or it's how we end the day, right? It's, for mm-hmm. a lot of you, it's your bookends, yeah. right? We'll start the day in prayer and end the day in prayer so that we just kind of got our whole day, no matter what we're being faced with, wrapped around this. And there were some key words that really, as I was going through all the different responses, really jumped out at me. And this is... This is why we talk about the different intimacies, because these words, I mean, I tell you, I know we're focused on spiritual intimacy today, but they really transcend the intimacies. Again, this is why we talk about the, the six pillars of intimacy be, really being intertwined. True. And that as you develop skills in one, you can start looking at going, how do I transfer those skills to another? And, and mm-hmm. so these words that I kept hearing and seeing in the responses were words like connection, stabilization, power, humility, release, tone. And, and I thought about those, you know, as Tony and I were talking about, it, I'm like, okay, what couple in the one family doesn't want more of all of that in mm-hmm. their marriage? 
who yeah. doesn't want to set the tone, you know, in their marriage to be a positive one, who doesn't want more stability in their marriage or more humility or just being able to release the things that you can't, like who doesn't want that? Right. And, and that's when we knew we're like, okay, we definitely have to bring this to the one family. And so we want to talk about how you can build this tool of praying together in your marriage. And we're going to do that right after this break. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off, of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Elisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now, our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We're back and we're talking about how to implement praying together in your marriage. And, and I just want to say that anything that you do that brings unity to your marriage, that increases the intimacy between you and your spouse really can be seen as sticking it to the devil, mm -hmm. right? That, that's why today's episode, um, for those of you that don't look at the episode numbers, it is 666. And so we knew just because a lot of people associate that number with you know the sign of the devil, we knew that we were going after it yep. and after spiritual intimacy. When we looked at the calendar for this year, like back in January, we already knew that 666 was going to be about spiritual intimacy. Because it's not hard to see that there are a lot of ways that marriages are being attacked right now. There is, you know, pornography, there are distractions, there's infidelity, there are, you know, all the social media stuff, there are, you know, busyness, all of these different things are in some way, shape or form an attack on the institution of marriage. They are undermining the unity that husbands and wives have. And one of the most powerful weapons that the two of you have together is prayer. And, and I will tell you, we've seen it in our own marriage. We've seen it in the lives of countless friends, those in the one family. Prayer is powerful. Uh -huh. Prayer shifts things. And maybe not as fast as we would like to have it sometimes. I mean, you know, I think sometimes we, we want to do like the, the microwave prayer. Like mm. we just want to put a prayer in, have it click off in 30 seconds and be like, poof, all better. And the reality is that prayer is process. Mm-hmm. And it's process in us, it's process in our hearts, it's process in circumstance. But prayer makes a difference. You know, it's like some of the, uh, I, one of the comments that I shared with you guys is that, you know, it allows us or enables us to release the things we can't control. Yeah. Yeah, we've had that experience. Whether, you know, I, I'm, the one that immediately springs to mind even as I'm starting to share this is, you know, when Alex tore his ACL. Yeah. Hmm. And I just remember, I remember the night that, that he was standing in our bathroom because we were trying to get him in the shower and he hadn't actually looked at his leg for probably about 48 hours because he'd been, you know, laying down and just not doing a whole lot. We were trying to get him in the shower because it had been two days and it was, this was the initial weekend when the injury had happened. And I remember we were, we were leaning him up, we've got like a half wall in our bathroom and we take the brace off and I think the realization 
of what the injury was hit him in that moment. And it like literally flooded his system. And the kid started to go into shock. Mm-hmm. Tony's trying to hold him up. There's a good, you know, at that point in time, there was probably an 80 pound differential between oh, you and Alex. Yeah, probably. Probably 80 pounds on in Alex's favor. So yeah. Alex, 80 pounds heavier than Tony. So Tony's trying to hold him up. We're watching his eyes roll back. Like, it's just, it's a moment. It's 911. It's all of this kind of stuff. It's screaming at Abby to stay in her room. I mean, like, literally panic sets in. And all we can do while we're trying to, like, just re-engage him is, you know, I'm praying. Tony's holding him up, talking to him, trying to. And that wasn't the only time in that whole scenario. There was prayer when we had to travel immediately after. And he, like, all of these things. And, and there were times when that was the only weapon. And, and us coming together to pray around that because this was our baby mm-hmm. and he was hurting. You know, this was our marriage that was facing an obstacle that we hadn't ever faced before. And so you get into this place of going, okay, what is this? What does this look like? Because it, it's, it's scary and it's vulnerable and it's, it's a new skill. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when there's a new skill, you like try it once or twice and you're like, eh, it doesn't feel good. So I'm done. And I will say, Elisa and I have done that multiple times. Like, I would love for us to be able to sit here and go, hey, you know what? That's not the way it rolls. Like, we just, we're we're good. And it's not. If I look at our six pillars of intimacy, this one tends to be the one where we, again, looking at all six of them, this is the one that we tend to, when it comes to, all right, how are we praying together and how are we engaging our spiritual intimacy together is the one that I think Elisa and I have to um, continue to focus on and go, what what are we doing? And I do want to say, the way you pray together, for each other, with each other, that honestly is a special moment for you guys. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody who tries to say that you only can do it one way or two ways, or it has to be in the morning and it has to be on your knees and it has to be like that. I think we were putting parameters around something that is very powerful and can be done in many ways Mm -hmm. between the two of you. And I have found myself, and I think Elisa would agree that the, the moments that we have in church just around worshiping, mm-hmm. just that worship t- time in praise, amazing. Putting on worship music here in our home. Uh, there was a there was a season recently as we were beginning to write the full version of Six Pillars of Intimacy, which will be coming out here. A couple months. A couple months. Yeah. Um, you know, every day we were making sure we had communion mm-hmm. and we were praying together. And then that sort of petered off. And, 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 and it's like, okay, well, that... All right, how are we going to get back into that? Mm-hmm. So things in life, we, we can pick up something and go, all right, and it's great, and we love it, and then it peters off. So don't get frustrated to think like, oh, we're the only ones that's going through this. No, that that happens here in this home. Well, and I want to say you know, just a couple of things around praying out loud because that is a vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no right or wrong way to pray. So just because your spouse may not pray out loud and use all the same words that you do, that's okay. Just because your spouse may or may not quote scripture, you know, Bible verses and all this kind of stuff, it doesn't make the prayers any less effective. 
The important thing is that it's something that the two of you add into your toolbox, right? We're always talking about your marriage toolbox. What does it look like for the two of you to have this? What does the two, what does it look like for the two of you to try this? And, and, you know, sometimes people, when they think about, you know, praying together, it seems like, oh my gosh, so is this going to be like, like an hour long thing? Like how much time? And, and you honestly, when Tony and I pray together, it usually is somewhere in like the five minute mark. That's us. That's us. I'm, I'm not saying there aren't couples that don't pray out loud longer. I'm just saying, Tony and Elisa, we're just, this is just transparency that we're just telling you what we do. That, that's not a rule. Let me be real clear. It's not a rule. It's not set in stone. You do you. Yeah. So figure out, we, we, we got to engage each other in our emotional intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. We got to talk about this. And so what does it look like for the two of you? And, and I would so happen to say, even if you're in church and you're praying together in church over somebody else or what, that is still engaging. Like you guys Absolutely. are there, you guys are praying together, you're, you're pressing in together. Um, and, and so that may be where you guys do engage. And then during the week, you may go individually. Personally, right now for myself, I get up every morning and I basically go for prayer walks. I put, I put worship music in and I go mm -hmm. and I'm just like, all right, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm just all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pray. And then other times I'm like, okay, like just listen to my worship music, doing my thing. I go to, um, a Tuesday morning prayer mm -hmm. here, uh, with my church five 30 in the morning guys are there. We go for, from five 30 to seven. Elisa goes on Thursday mornings. Um, you know, the <coughs> Oh, all right. Clearly that just, um, <laughs> you okay. Do you need a drink? No, that, wow. So, and with that, you know, sometimes it's getting into getting into a prayer meeting and hearing other people pray, because if you've never heard people pray out loud, that can be like, well, what's it going to sound like? Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, when you're at church, when you're with other with others who are praying, like, listen to that, be a part of that experience, because, you know, here's the thing. When you choose to invite God into your marriage, right, that's a choice right? That, that the two of you are going to step into this place where it's not just about the two of you. It's, it's that three, um, three, three fold cord, mm -hmm. three. Yeah. Three strand cord, um, husband, wife, and God, right. Wrapped together. It, it, it allows the two of you to not just rely on yourselves. It allows the two of you to be able to release the things you cannot control. And it allows the two of you to step into this place of unity and strength together. Yeah. And I just want to put, I just want to say one more thing. Now that he can breathe again. Yeah. And this is where I was, I want to say this. It's an intimate time. And so the way we we're, we're praying and we're doing it out loud with one another. So engage one another. Mm -hmm. You're, you guys are on the same team. And, and so one of the ways that this can get, go squirrely and sideways quickly is when you begin to correct your spouse around how they're praying. I will tell you in all honesty, I read my Bible pretty much every day. I'm not a, I'm not a Bible verse memorizer though. I, you know, Elisa will remember, remember verses and in, in lines. I, I don't, I know it. I feel it. It's who I am. I'm relational. I see Jesus moving. I know what Paul was doing in acts. I know when the Holy spirit and the power of the Holy spirit fell. Do I know what verse that is in, in Acts? No, I don't know what chapter it is. I know it happened though. So when when we are in prayer, it is a, a time of encouragement mm -hmm. for one another. Um, don't worry what 
it sounds like, what your voice sounds like. But I will say this, stand tall. You have a father who loves you dearly. And he didn't come around and his son didn't die on that cross for us to be meek and mild. He's a roaring lion. So this is your chance to speak truthfully of what you're declaring in your marriage. Mm -hmm. So do it boldly. And even in those toughest times, I've been there before where I'm just like, I feel like the world is crashing on me. And yet in that moment, my voice comes back. Allow the Holy Spirit to move in you to speak. And lastly, be in the moment. Be there. Fully embrace it. Even if it's for five minutes. When Elise and I are praying for you five minutes, it's still being there and going, okay, we're giving this. When I say this, our marriage, whatever may be upon us to you, Lord. Mm. And we are believing that you are going to move. Mm-hmm. And Elisa already made mention of this. It, it, it may not happen in the time frame we want. And that's where faith comes in. And we lock arms together and we lock hands together and, and continue to believe in faith. And it could be for our health. It could be for our finances. It could be for our sexual intimacy. It could be for uh, date night. It could be for whatever you guys, and, and specifically you as an individual need and are desiring to make your marriage extraordinary. All right. I know this, there's, there's so much more we can go into uh, in all honesty around this. And yet the big thing is this week, look at what you've been doing. And I, and I'm going to, and I'm speaking to myself, what have we been doing and what do we just need to do once this week and then go do it. And as I think about that and I look at Elisa, I think we both know what we need to go do this week and that's take communion and pray, not just for our marriage, but for your marriage, because we believe in the one family and we believe that you guys are going out there and you're battling to have the extraordinary you desire. So go after it this week. You guys have a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.